Good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing amazing. I am. I have the opportunity to spend a precious amount of time speaking with you. So thank you very much for taking oh, the time. Um, I, um, it's my pleasure. And um, it's nice to hear your cheery voice. You're so ch chirpy in the morning. This is good to hear. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's Friday, right? So I know, I know. And it's, fi it's five o'clock somewhere already. So I love it. I love it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very big fan of Jimmy Buffett and of uh, that that five o'clock somewhere mentality, yes. and uh, and that's I've I, I don't think I've been this excited uh, to speak with someone during one of our amazing podcasts as uh, as I am right now. So again, thank you for taking the time, Michelle. And I'm gonna let you pronounce your last name because I don't want to butcher it. No, it's okay. It's pronounced. It's pronounced Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Wow, that's beautiful. Buttigieg. Yes. <laughs> Buttigieg. I would not have gotten that. So thank you very uh, a, much. a lot of people don't get that. So Michelle Buttigieg, <laughs> the North American representative for Visit Malta, the Malta Tourism Authority. Yes. Fantastic. Correct. And I was just rereading for the probably 10th time uh, one of the beautiful features that we have uh, so humbly and uh, gratefully been given the opportunity to do on Visit Malta, 300 days of sunshine. That's quite, that's a, quite a testament, of course. And on that note, so Malta, let's, I'm, I'm really going to let you begin talking about Malta. And, you know, we, what, a, what an amazing moment in time for us to be able to have this conversation. But, you know, you doing what you do, um, which is absolutely fantastic and phenomenal. But this moment in time when people are appreciating travel and life more than they ever have, obviously in correlation with the fact that we are living in a, in a global pandemic. And so people really, a silver lining and that people are taking, have taken a step back and under, you know, realizing that life is so precious. And one of the greatest ways to experience life is through travel. And further, taking travel to that next level and experiencing it, pushing themselves perhaps outside of their, the travel that they've done before, and thus taking advantage of experiencing and going to places on this fantastic, amazing planet such as Malta. Yes. And so um, what sets Malta yeah. apart from other Mediterranean destinations and just from other destinations in general? I mean, to be able to say 300 days of sunshine is quite a statement, <laughs> but then let's expand upon that, Michelle. Sure, sure. So just to go with what you're saying, I think Malta being, you know, location in the middle of the Mediterranean, uh, an archipelago of three islands, um, its location makes it extra special because it's in between Europe, in between Africa, it's right in the middle of the Mediterranean. And and saying that is we've had so many people passing through, and it gives us 7,000 years of history with a very, very rich culture. Amazing. Um, we are also an English-speaking country. So like for North Americans uh, visiting Malta, there's no, no problem in communications um, as one of our official languages is also English, the other one being Maltese. Um, Maltese is one of the only semi-Semitic languages left in the world. Wow. So for a small nation, we have our own language. We're very proud of it. 
Um, and also, as you said, with this pandemic, uh, people have different goals. Um, they're looking for that off the beaten path kind of uh, uh, place to go to. Malta is still considered an exotic location in the Mediterranean. So, yeah, it it just it just just puts us in a in a in a in a place of, of, on our own. Really, we're very similar Mediterranean culture, very similar to our neighbors. As I said before or very European, but with a spice of North, um, North African influences. So it's just a very unique experience. And I think also what puts us aside is our hospitality. We had to welcome so many different people, so right. many different civilization. It's embedded in our DNA to be hospitable. So you, when you go to Malta, you're going to make a friend. You're going to meet a very interesting character or two or ten. Um, <laughs> it's definitely uh, um, something that you take with you um, when you visit Malta. So And then you visit again and again and again, I imagine. And you again have... and again. Yeah, it's one of those destinations that people go back to we get um you know we, we were getting a lot of north americans through cruise ships but we were seeing that a lot of them returned back to visit and hence we opened up our office about seven years ago here and have presence in north america um, to help north americans uh, be able to go to malta and so let's uh, thank you for bringing up those um, great talking points especially the hospitality because i think often when people are considering and you don't find that uh, in many places that you travel to, whether it's, you know, people traveling, you know, an easy trip from speaking specifically about North America, just down to the Caribbean or wherever it might be, you, right. you definitely don't, you often do not experience that warm hospitality, which can completely change the dynamics of a trip. And you, you, you can, you can hear it in your voice, of course. And so what does, what does a day in Malta look like along with the hospitality and of course the abundant sunshine? What is it? What is a day in Malta like? So, so yeah. I mean, the as I said, Malta is is make is an archipelago of three islands. So you have the main island, a very small island in the middle called Camino, which is surrounded by blue lagoons, and then the sister island of Gozo, which is a little bit more rural, more relaxed atmosphere. Um, so a typical day in Malta, you would be staying most probably on the mainland, um, though. Um, though I always suggest for people to spend time in Gozo because it's so beautiful. Um, so a typical day would be, let's say you go to Valletta, the capital city, which is a UNESCO site, and you walk the beautiful streets of Valletta and you take that all in, built by the Knights of St. John, um, the cathedrals, the palazzos, the, the people on the streets, the, the cafes. So you take all of that, have lunch there. If you are an adventurous kind of uh, visitor, you can go to the beach and do some sort of water sport with with a time for siesta and a time to get changed nicely and go out and, and experience the culinary delight of Malta. Um, it, the Maltese islands are small. Now, that doesn't mean there's, they're boring. There's tons of things to do. But being that we're small, an itinerary can be very rich. So you can right. be on one side of the island in the morning. You can take a ferry and go to Gozo for the whole day and still have time to go back and relax and go out for dinner and take a siesta or do whatever you, know, you want to do on your vacation. So it's a very, very rich itinerary because you're not you know, spending a lot of time going from one side to the other. 
And that's really fantastic. I mean, you, because you can visit Malta, uh, visit Malta.com. You can, uh, you can, <laughs> you can visit, you can visit Malta and because it is, it's small, but it's, it's small and a country, you know, it's a country into itself and then be able to do so much, whether it's, I would imagine if someone and people are doing this more now, just, you know, to use that proverbial term, pulling the trigger and whether it's a last minute trip or planning months out, right. you can do so much in a smaller amount of time and then, or, That's right. and then of course, do, returning and returning and Malta is easy to get to, correct? Yes, so it's well connected through any major hubs in Europe. Um, there are no direct flights uh, yet. Uh, we did have a direct flight this season. Um, uh, uh, if you are part of Viking cruise ships, they were offering a direct flight from Newark. Um, but that was a charter flight. But if you want to get to Malta, you can get through any major hub. So if you're a Delta flyer or you like to take Lufthansa, you could take Turkish Airlines, you could take um, an Eurekay. LM through Amsterdam through Paris through so it's it's really well connected with a very short waiting time in between you also I'd like to say that um, you could take a ferry if you are in Sicily um, you can take a catamaran ride from Pozzallo and in 90 minutes you are in Valletta Wow. So it's, it's, you know, we are so close. People don't think of the proximity. We are only 58 miles off the shores of Sicily. So we're really, really connected. And of course, there's, it's a really uh, important hub for cruise ships. So if you're on a cruise, Valletta is probably one of your stops. So connectivity through cruising as well and private yachts and private jets. So, yeah. Fabulous. Uh, Fabulous. Yeah. I, I'm just as you're describing each and every one of these beautiful aspects. I had so many just people that I know personally, I can't wait to share this conversation, this podcast with them, and also immediately get them turned on to uh, traveling to Malta in the upcoming months. And you touched upon the, uh, the culinary experiences. And then also, in my opinion, when people think of the Mediterranean, they obviously they also think of the nightlife. And what is the nightlife like in Malta? So the night, we are people that like to be outside. We like to be, you know, we have 200 days of sunshine. We also like them. We also like the moon. So we're out at night. Um, so, so the nightlife, and again, it's, it's also weather. It's also because of the weather. So the weather is nice throughout the year uh, with very mild winter. So people, you'll find that people are outside. So the nightlife as such, you have a cluster um, in the St. Julian's area, St. Cinema, St. Julian's, and a and a smaller location called Pacheville. That's where you find most of the nightclubs um, and and bars. Um, Valletta is a very vibrant city too. Valletta wakes up at night, which is narrow streets, a lot of jazz clubs, um, restaurants outside. Valletta, rem Valletta, remember, used to be a port for the British Navy. So in that time, it used to, you know, have all the, the, the sailors coming into Valletta um, and, you know, having a good time. Um, and that has been revived in the last uh, few years. And you'll find some of them, the nicest, the, the, the most vibrant bars um, and the nightlife from Valletta as well. And also remember that, again, because we like to be outside, we have a very rich, <laughs> we have a very rich ca calendar of events. 
So once the world, we started already, mm-hmm. um, but once the world, hopefully 2022, will have a more um, uh, kind of confirmed calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, there are e- events like um, the Malta Jazz Festival, the Baroque Festival. Um, we are officially the island of MTV, so there's a huge concert in July with big names um, performing, um, orchestra, classical to rock to anything music-wise, arts. So there's always something going on. In a in a traditional summer, there would also be the village festas, which are um, dedicated to the local to the local patron saint of the village. But what these festas are is a an experience like living like a local local food, local music, the streets decorated. There's always something going on. Malta sounds like one of the greatest places on the planet. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to I think I'm going to move. <laughs> you must. <laughs> and let's talk about some of the um, the accommodations, luxury accommodations in Malta. So there's an array of accommodations. You have the bigger names, you know, like the Weston, the Hiltons, the Hyatt, um, to to the the big names, the luxury big names, leading hotels of the world, preferred hotels, hotels affiliated with these um, organizations, to the smaller boutique hotels. What happened in Malta is that, you know, there was a need for more beds, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and what has been happening, the trend is that converting these beautiful, palazzos into small boutique uh, luxury properties. So you could be, you walk into Valletta for an example, you walk into this beautiful um, um, boutique hotel that used to belong to one of the knights in the 1500s. Wow. And it's been, and it's converted very tastefully and I've seen many of them um, to the more luxury, comfortable um, accommodations that one would accept today. You're not only you not only experiences luxury, but you're experiencing history. And maybe worth mentioning, I mean, it's, again, Valletta, as I said, built by the Knights. You could imagine the architecture that you are looking at. So the high ceilings, the big rooms, um, and they've done, and and I've seen really a lot of things done um, to these buildings. Um, One of the most recent hotel that opened is the Iniala, Iniala Hotel. Um, They have a small boutique hotel on the bastion of Santa Barbara, and you have the Grand Harbor in front of you. I mean, you wake up (laughs) in the morning, you go out in one of those balconies and you say, okay, this is where I'm staying for the rest of my life. Um, That kind of experience. Wow. It sounds, it just sounds magical. Magic. And then, you know, you have the bigger hotels. You have the Phoenicia Hotel, which is a leading hotel of the world. Very colonial, very beautiful decor to the Corinthia Hotels, which is a Maltese company. And they have and have they have their um, original hotel, the Corinthia Palace, right next to the presidential gardens to the other hotels, the Western, the Hilton, the, the Intercontinental. The Hyatt has a beautiful property right in the nightlife area. Um, very 
tastefully have one of the oh my god the the, the restaurant <laughs> in, in the hotel i can go on and on please um, do <laughs> and then of course if you go to the island of gozo you can experience more of the luxury um villas um, great for families or multi-generational travel, or if you just want to chill in, in, in a more rural atmosphere, but beautiful luxury properties to small boutique hotels too. And Gozo, there's also the Kempinski Hotel, really nice property too. And you mentioned the um, looking out at the, the harbor, I believe you said, mm-hmm. uh, of Santa Barbara? Yeah, the Bastions of Santa Barbara. The Bastions yeah. of Santa Barbara. And so let's... With respect to Malta, let's talk about the water, the harbor. I mean, what is that like? So it's called the Grand Harbor for a reason, because it's really, really grand. And, um, you know, when you're cruising um, and you're like, you know, you cruise into the harbor, the, 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 the scene that you see is pretty amazing. Again, this was built by the Knights. And, you know, the Knights protected Malta too you know, through the invasion of the Ottoman and all of those battles that was fought in that in that in in that vicinity. So it was done as a prote- to protect the islands. So it was built, you know, you have the bastions, very grand. Um, but talking about water again, with the with, with the better weather you have uh, for those adventurous travelers, um, Malta's always voted one of the top destinations for diving because of the clear visibility in the water. Right. So there is stuff to see down there. I I want to say as much as you can see on land. You have wow. shipwrecks dating back to the Phoenicians all the way to World War II because we were one of the most bombarded um, countries in during World War II as we were part of the British colony and a Navy base for the British. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot to see. And of course, nature has been kind. So, you know, caves and colors and fish. Uh, so there's a lot to do with diving. I'm not a diver. I snorkel, <laughs> which, you know, you're still in the water. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And you're still wearing flippers. So I... I, I <laughs> You know, um, and then, you know, because of the good weather, you can hike and cycle, um, rock, uh, you know, a cliff hanging and rock climbing. Um, of course, a lot of water sports, sailing, paragliding. So there's definitely, um, you know, being being that go that Camino, the middle island is surrounded by blue lagoons. You can take a boat there, do a lunch, either a private yacht or just visit for the day um, is definitely a lot to see um, on the water. Perfect segue. I was going to then, of course, ask you about the the absolutely sensational um, yacht uh, life that you have. The, I mean, Malta, yes. Malta has an incredible yachting uh, life, correct? Yes, because of the location. Again, as I said, we're in the middle of the Mediterranean. So you'll find all these yachts that goes through the med- sailing through the med- Mediterranean, stopping by. We have yacht marinas. Um, um, and yeah, and we ha- we're also famous for the rolling Rolex yacht, uh, um, the, the Rolex uh, race. So it starts in Malta around, around this time of the year, October, November. Um, so that's an event uh, that people come to. But yes, um, I think it's also because of the location. So it's a stopover to to the many routes um, that are in the Mediterranean. And being, and also you touched upon cycling. For, so really, whether it's being in the water, whether it's walking, whether and also going back, circling back to what uh, you started off our conversation with, is because it is smaller geographically. 
you can experience so much again whether it's you know in the water in the air on a bike walking in one day alone let alone a weekend or a week i mean it's it, it's it must be really quite life-changing to experience yes. malta Yes, and you, and as we said, you can touch a lot of niche markets or niche, um, um, you know, while you are there because you could do a lot. So if you're an adventurer, you can still though do some sightseeing, and and you're not only going cycling or hiking. You can only visit. You can also visit um, some of our most, you know, historical monuments. And what are some of the most historical monuments? So, starting with Valletta, as I mentioned many times before, yes. Valletta is a UNESCO site, a city UNESCO site. So, the whole city is a UNESCO site. So, in Valletta, as I said, you'll find palazzos, um, you'll find the famous um, um, co-cathedral of St. John, built by the Knights of Malta, which, hosts, which houses the only signed Caravaggio painting in the world, um, wow. to, to going to visit the, our Megalithic temples. We have seven of them, all UNESCO sites. One of them is um, subterranean. These are seven thousand, you know, five thousand years old. So you you you're you're going into a different era, um, an era where the goddesses were worshipped, and you it just takes you to another very mystical, very spiritual era. And I always suggest for anyone that visits Malta to to go see our megalithic temples. You can also visit the catacombs. We are the islands of St. Paul. Mm -hmm. So you have catacombs where the early Christians worshipped or the Jews that were in Malta. There's also Jewish heritage sites um, um, in Malta too. Um, to, to, to really, uh, again, cathedrals, uh, churches, museum of archaeology, to the beautiful city of Undina, which used to be our capital city before, the silent city, which was the site of filming um, Game of Thrones season one. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Malta is actually pretty famous with the with the movie. I would imagine movie so. Set. I would imagine. Yeah, so. it's a movie set. So yeah. it is a movie set. That's that's a what it a is, great way to it is. what a great way to describe it. And you you've mentioned now quite a few times the Knights of Malta. With respect, I mean the um, there's a great significance there. Correct. There is, there is. And as I mentioned be before, you know, one can never go through the 7,000 years of history that we would be talking forever, but... 7,000 um, years, that's amazing. <laughs> so there's a, there's eras where, you know, like I mentioned the Knights a lot, they were there a little bit over 200 years. Um, they've built some of their most beautiful um, architecture, medieval cities. And what I love about Malta, and I have lived outside of Malta for the last 25 years but I'm going back is I'm so proud that you can still see this very vividly it's well taken care of it, it's they left a footprint but the footprint is still very visible mm -hmm. not just in the buildings but in the way people live in the traditions and the way people you know live every day uh you know and that means you know the, the culture the what we do on a daily basis and as a as a visitor you can definitely live like a local there's you have no choice because it's there <laughs> and 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 what i think a lot of going back to your original conversation people are looking for those curated experiences yes, yes. you know it's not enough to go take a picture now 
we are very photogenic, very colorful, great personalities, apparently. But you, <laughs> yes, you but you also take that you also take that experience. So you could be dining, can having lunch in a vineyard. You know, with with a local chef eating the local food, uh, paired up with some beautiful local wine and olive oil, to eating in a Michelin star restaurant, to eating in a piazza with the locals and savoring the local pastizzi, which is a a filo pastry filled with cheese or peas, delicious, uh, with a cup of tea. Um, so you just get all these influences, but you can see it smell it, hear it, and taste it. I love, so. I love it. And the, so the greatest way for someone to, who has never been to Malta, now, of course, wants to go to Malta, like I said, I might move to Malta, and <laughs> is to go to, is, so to begin that journey, to begin this life-changing experience, is to go to visitmalta.com, correct? Yes. So visitmalta.com, you can find ideas of itineraries, of what you could do as we talked before, a, a typical day in Malta, to, to finding information about connectivity, to finding information on quality assured um, um, hotels and DMCs that can help with your holiday, to travel agents that can help you that are Malta experts, um, to, to the events calendar, uh, and, and, and actually anything that you need to know. And of course, they can reach us as well, and we're always here and happy to help. It uh, yes, you are definitely uh, that is very apparent, and I it just it you do such an amazing job of describing um, Malta. You can just in, hear it in your voice how much you love it, uh, the personality, the the richness that is Malta. Seven thousand years of history, and that's just that's mind blowing, really. And then three hundred days of sunshine. And, and it literally sounds like one of the most perfect places on the planet. And I, of course, it, say that in all sincerity. Yes, it is. And again, as I said, I, I'm Maltese originally. Therefore, I am talking about my own country. Um, but I've lived away from it for so long. And I'm very lucky that I get to go back and experience it as a, as a visitor as well. Um, um, and and I, it kind of helped me um, realize and appreciate um, where I come from. Of course. Uh, and, and I would imagine that you see a very high percentage of those that after they've experienced Malta for the first time, they return again and again and again, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said before, um, you know, like people visiting on cruise, cruise liners, they only stop for a day. And how much can you do in a day, right? But right. You, what you see when, you walk, when you're sailing into that Grand Harbor, when you're walking the streets of Valletta, or they take you on an excursion, you're like, okay, I want to come back. And I think also we've touched upon this um, while we're talking, but it attracts all demographics as well. So if you are with a family, there's something to do for the parents for the grandparents for the teenagers for the kids there's a little bit of everything for everybody so right. it's not a destination that ties you down to okay this is purely historical we're doing museums and i don't want to hear any complaints right no there are you know again you can stop you can eat you can swim you can do a lot of other things because it's in the vicinity malta um, is very user-friendly 
It is. It is. It is. It is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time. I wish I could speak to you all day about Malta, and I truly am going to visit soon. And is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have or that we didn't talk about that we should have? I think we touched on a lot of things. Um, again, um, we're here to help anybody that wants to go to Malta. So we said just visit our website um, and we were always here to 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 help you. And and thank you so much for having me um, um, on this podcast. And it was a pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure speaking with you as well. Michelle Budajej, did I get it? <laughs> Lovely. Thank I, you. I did. Well the done. North American representative for <laughs> Malta Tourism Authority. Visit Malta.com. Michelle, I hope you have one of the greatest weekends you've ever had. And again, thank you so much for your time. And you. Thank you. Bye-bye.